This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now outside of Craven Cottage is Emilio Danello. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's huge 2-1 to victory against Leeds United. Emilio was there, and he's going to share with us his observations and initial reaction to the match. I'm not going to waste any more time. Emilio, right over to you. Just your opening thoughts on this huge victory for Fulham. Hi there, Russ. Yeah, I'm just getting soaked here, walking back from Craven Cottage. It's been, the weather's been miserable, but that was a that was some performance today. You know, we uh, great Christmas early Christmas present from the boys. We were just you know changing tactics. We just were a different team. We were big. We were fighting throughout. We battled hard. All the players were up for it, and despite Leeds being dirty little scoundrels, shall I say? I'll be careful what I say here, but overall, I just thought we you know we we wanted it more today. You know, great tactical change by playing more long ball football. It worked. You played to Mr. Richard's strength. And look, he was an absolute awesome beast there today. And fantastic. You know, at the end of the day, we needed to recover from a three consecutive defeats. And we showed that we can play against a top eight team and beat them for the first time. So uh, great performance, great results. But let's, let's kick on now. And right. let's push on from it. Because, you know, the nine point gap to Leeds, it's, it's, still, it's still within our reach, to be totally honest. I'm thinking it one game at a time and... You know, the boys played their hearts out today, and I thought they fully deserved the three points. So, great performance for them. Great tactical change from Scott Parker, and uh, let's move on to Luton Town. Absolutely, Emilio. My opening thoughts are this. The best word to describe this, and you talked about performance, I'll just say character. They play with character. Mm. They wanted it more than Leeds United. I, that's how I yeah. feel. They took it from them. Again, Leeds United had their moments, certainly were dangerous for a decent portion of this match. but. When you look at it and you look at the team that wanted it more, I just have to look at Fulham, and that's the way I see it, Emilio, because, again, this is so different than what we normally see from Fulham. And I'm glad that you talked about the, say, tactical change because 
I could see them wanting to pass out the ball from the back and mm. Leeds United were ready for it. And it would have been a nightmare if they tried to do it. So goodbye yeah. you for putting that out, my friend. Yeah, I just thought physically, you know, we, we, we were more determined today. It wasn't, and let's be honest, it wasn't the prettiest of football games per se, but it was a true Absolutely championship not. match, you know, with two, two of the better teams in the championship, to be honest. Both, both, fight, both fighting for three important points. You know, both, you know, like I said, it wasn't the most elegant of football games. And these didn't make it easy for us because they're not, obviously, they're physical. And, you know, they unfortunately, the referee didn't have his best performance today. And I thought Leeds got away with blue murder throughout. So I'm not being biased. Yet. I totally agree with you. A lot of the decisions didn't go our way. And the referee just, you know, giving us yellow cards for seemingly no offence. But we can talk about that in a moment. But overall, it was enthralling. It was a typical championship game. Both teams are passionate, but I think just Fulham wanted it more, and they needed the three points more, and they got them. So, well done, Fulham. Absolutely. That's the way I look at it, my friend. All right, let's get to some key moments. I just want to get your thoughts on them. We have to start off early because, again, Leeds United came out strong. They had the shot by mm-hmm. Costa in the very first minute, so they really wanted to get on the front foot. I was hoping Fulham were going to get on the front mm-hmm. foot, so I want to mm-hmm. give that a little bit, bit of credit there. And then they had an injury. It's listen. This is a key player for them. I, this is a break mm. for Fulham when Hernandez went off injured, and Aliowski yeah. comes on. But then Emilio, we have to go right to the penalty. And um, I just uh, would tell fans to just look at the replay of this because um, Bobby Decadover Reed was pushed in the back by Ben White. Do you get a good view of this, Emilia? I was on the other side of the pitch. To me, it appeared soft. Okay. I'm not. I'm being. I'm saying. I'm being neutral here. Again, obviously, sure. you always sure. want your team to win the decisions. But from where I sat, the other side of the pitch, it looked a little bit soft. I think if that went against us, we'd be challenging the referee. So I haven't seen the replays. I'm not sure what the other pundits have said on the, on the TV on the broadcast. For me, it looked a soft penalty. But at the end of the day, I'll take it. You know, I thought they like said the first minute there was a warning sign there when Leeds had a lot of space and broke quite well. And I think maybe the turning moment of the game is when Hernandez went off within you know, yes. the first couple of minutes. Uh, maybe it was a turning point. That gave Fulham a boost. We then pressed on from that. And I said, look, maybe, maybe I don't know. What was the, what was the verdict on the television or on the panel? They're saying it was a penalty? Was the decision split? What was it? For me, it looked soft. To be honest with you, I would have to uh, go back and watch it. I really don't remember what... Jim and Jamie were really talking about. They just were really focusing on the fact that the phone were, were given a penalty. And I saw some replays. Again, you can make your own verdict on it. I think it's a penalty, but um, I'll let the fans make the judgment on that, Emilio. Yeah, I'll have a, re- I'll have a look on the replay. For me, it, it wasn't a blatant penalty, but uh, you know, but it, it, there was a push, but how, how significant a push was it? Or, or do all pushes didn't warrant a penalty? I don't know, but for me, it was maybe a little, maybe I didn't appear to be a blatant penalty for me. For us, but again, I was at the other side of the pitch. Okay, excellent. And obviously be talking about this in more mm. detail on our post-match show. This is just initial reaction. I probably still need to look at it again there mm. for our okay. audience. Yeah. Okay, let's then talk about the goal from Mitro. Now, again, the Leeds United goalkeeper got a hand on it, but... Mm. Mm. This again, Fulham get the goal, Emilio, and you can look at it two ways. Leeds United were, you know, again, they can have their view on it, their fans and the players. But this again, these situations tend to go against Fulham. So I'll take the mm. goal. Your thoughts on, on the goal from my Mitra. Exactly, yeah. Again, I think, you know, his, he was disrupted with a bit of, because obviously Leeds players challenging the position. That meant Mitrovic had to wait longer than he would have liked to step up and take the penalty. And, you know, 
maybe the nerves are creeping in. You know, you want to sort of take a lead against the top two team. And, um, you know, it wasn't his best penalty. I think I'll give credit to the Leeds goalkeeper for getting his hands to it. I think he hits his arm and it just, yep. just and then went into the far corner. So for a moment, my hand was like, I actually thought it was going to go wide or hit the post. But thankfully, he went to the bottom corner. But, you know, Mitrovic, as always, very composed on the penalty spot. But, you know, we've seen him take better. Yes. So, but at the end of the day, it went in the back of the net and that's all that counts. Okay. All right. And then after that, again, we have to talk about some opportunities from Leeds United. Mm. Emilio, let's talk about the first half because when you look at it, there really weren't that many opportunities from fall. Mm -hmm. And Leeds United really, if I'm being completely honest, looked like the better side. But again, Mm. it's not about who plays better. It actually is the score. Mm. You know, it's the scoreline. Yeah, absolutely. What were your thoughts about the play in the first half from Fulham and do you agree with me that, that Leeds United, just on play, were the better side? Yeah, technically, in the second, especially the second part of the first half, the first 20 minutes, I thought Fulham were on top. They okay. were necessarily creating many chances. I thought Tom made some good forward runs, but unfortunately, sometimes the final ball to him, or final ball from any football player, wasn't particularly good. Um, Bobby Reed was, was, was causing them problems for that first 20 minutes. Mitrovic winning a lot of balls in the air as you'd expect him to. So obviously Fulham were playing very much long ball and playing to his strengths. And that's the key. That's what right. I've been saying all season. Playing to Mitrovic's strengths. The amount of times, you know, he's isolated in games. No service. No long balls. You know, change it for goodness sake. So Scott right. Park has obviously been listening to the fans uh, <laughs> moaning and obviously felt well, that maybe this was the right game for Mitrovic to play to his strengths. Which is, they aren't the prettiest at times and they are very physical and can be quite ugly and and uh, not the most prettiest, as I said. But overall, I thought first 20 minutes, Fulham were on top. They were pressing hard, had a lot of energy. But then Leeds slowly started coming back into the game. And it's a combination of, I think, Fulham sitting back a little bit. We didn't see much of Bobby Reid the last 20 minutes of the first right. half. Mitrovic wasn't getting much long ball service. Um, Tom wasn't maybe on top of his game for that loss. And that's when you started to see Leeds pressing a bit more. And I think they hit, they hit the post. Was it Patrick Bamford, I yep. think, hit the post. Um, but they, they were the more likely to score. I was just worried... There was moments, there was a couple of moments where Leeds maybe could have scored um, in the first. And then Bobby, was it Patrick Bamford? I was it offside that he he was expect he shot and Rodak saved, if I recall. Yes. There's a moment. Yes, in the he first was half when, in the moment, everyone thought that it was not blatantly offside, but then the referee didn't actually make a decision for quite a while. So ref, we talked about the referee as well. I thought it was sure. a pretty awful game, but uh, overall, I thought Leeds were technically the better team. But overall, yeah. I think Fulham defended reasonably well. Right, and I tend to agree with that, Emil. It matters how you look at it because they did have a couple of opportunities. You talked about mm-hmm. Patrick Bamford, but in the 22nd minute, you have the shot by Dallas that's mm-hmm. saved by Rodak, and just a couple of minutes later, he saves one on, on click. And again, mm-hmm. these were decent, more than decent opportunities. So to get mm-hmm. out of the half up 1-0, I'll take that, my friend. But let's now move mm-hmm. to the second half, and let's talk about the uh, goal from Leeds United – it's a tap-in, okay? Let's call it as it's a tap-in. Mm, mm, I don't know if you get a good view of this. But this is what scared me about Leeds United because they really could create these opportunities mm. to the point where, you know, again, it really was a tap-in. It was a good move to set yeah. up Bamford. Your thoughts on the equalizer for Leeds United? Yeah, and again, it's very avoidable for me. Again, I look at 10 o'clock, 60, minutes, 60 seconds earlier, Cavalero, you know, was making a good run. You know, he, he was determined. He, he was right. trying to... He, you know, if he maybe a little bit more composed, he could have made better use of that space that he had. I think he lost it. There was a there was a half chance potentially there for Fulham, but he didn't. He we lost the ball. Leeds went down the other end. I think Reem gave their their attack a bit too much room. He gave them a chance to get the ball on target. From what I saw, Rodep should have done better. 
but where was the where was the Fulham defending in the corner? Where was Travis right. Christie? Was the mistake? You know, you should be anticipating those balls. There was two lead players there waiting to tap the ball in, and no Fulham defenders in sight. That was avoidable for me. But this is the second time we've seconds, seen this, Emilio in a form match with Tappen. Frustrating. Absolutely. You know, you know, you know, Cavalero from 16 seconds earlier when Cavalero was in a good position, and maybe we didn't we didn't take that opportunity well. Leeds went the other end, attacked. Ream gave, the, gave their attacker too much space and, you know, Rodex, they should have done better, but you can't give any team, you know, tap-ins like that. That's just basic schoolboy defending. And you know, for me, Ream and Christie, you know, poor defending. Okay, excellent. And then let's move forward to the 69th minute. We have to talk about the goal from Josh Anoma. <laughs> and I just want to mention this, and I'm going to put my hand up because I was – Going back and forth with a foam supporter, I'm not going to name the person, but I got to be honest with you. I said this to myself. I was questioning why Josh Anoma was starting. Mm-hmm. This is me, and then I had someone else question the same thing. And listen, I understand that, but as Gentleman Jim said on the broadcast, and he actually brought up a good point that he played very well at mm-hmm. Preston North End, and I thought he played extremely well in this match, Emilio. So for his critics. He shut them up in this match, Josh. And including <laughs> Absolutely. You know, he really did. Yeah. So let's talk about the goal from Anoma. And then we could talk about who was man of the match in just a bit. But let's just talk about the goal first. Yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, it was Fulham winning a, a corner. You know, the end of the day, I think, if I remember right, there was, there was no Mitrovic winning that corner. Had no reason to win that corner. And so we, the ball got crossed in the box. But it's what Mitrovic does best. He made himself big. In that, in that penalty area. And then the defender was on the wrong side of Mitrovic. Mitrovic sort of laid it onto Onoma, and Onoma just had a nice passage, you know, nice, you know, he literally had the goal right in front of him, but he, he shot that with a lot of power and determination, and he deserved that goal. He absolutely deserved that goal. And his, his reaction when he scored, and his, it just showed that there's a more belief. Maybe we, we'll see the Onoma that Scott Parker may see in training every week, right. because maybe this is a play that's had a lot of criticism from Fulham, me included. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I think not many fans will have said Onoma deserves to be starting week in, week out. But hopefully he has silenced his critics and hopefully we'll see more of that. He was, he was big today. He was. He wasn't pretty. He's not pretty, but he's there to break up play, get stuck in. He did a lot of tracking back today. I'm going to give applaud him for tracking back and defending and winning a lot of loose balls, trying to always look, look to come forward. So th- this was a very good rounded performance on Onoma. Hopefully this will give him... Encouragement to go from strength to strength, and maybe, like I said, maybe this is a play that Parker sees week in, week out in training. So, good, good goal, good finish. But Mitrovic, let's not forget the fact that Mitrovic was big there. Sure, you saw how B just 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 does what he does best. Uh, so, overall, great goal, great response from the fans, great passion in the ground, and just what we needed. We needed a big, we needed a big performance today, and we got it. Thank you. Okay, excellent there, Emilio. And let's just take it from here. It was the 69th minute. Fulham up two to one, and I've seen this too many times. Them not <laughs> being able to hold on mm. to the lead, okay? And I got to be honest with you, the last twenty minutes and change, because again we're talking mm. about stopping time. It was nervy <laughs> times. I want to mm. get your view on how Fulham saw this match out. More composed than normal. There was a couple heartbreaking moments at times, and you know maybe there was a clear in injury time. Wasn't there? There was a clearance off oh, the line. Oh, went over the net. Yeah, I think so. That was that, you know, on another day that would have gone in the back of the net. But overall, I thought we defended our lines a lot better. We weren't as nervous as we have been when we're defending a one goal cushion in the last 15, 20 minutes. And 
I didn't see Scott Parker making such a, such negative tactical changes like he has done early in the season when you're when you're only a goal up at home. I remember there've been times when you put five at the time. back to protect it. He didn't do it this time. So again, Leeds, yes, they've got they've got the, they've got attacking pace. They've got you know they're very direct. They're very quick. But at the end of the day, I thought we defended quite well. You know, Mawson had a better game defensively. Reem gave the ball away a few times. You know, from neither position. But overall. I thought we were a little bit more composed than we normally are when we were just defending that one goal lead. Okay, excellent. All right, coming up next, I'm going to ask Emilio, what was the turning point in this match? And also, who was his man of the match? Okay, Emilio, right back to you. Let's talk about the turning point. You mentioned this earlier in the broadcast that you thought that Hernandez going off injured was the turning point. Are you going to stick with that? I am, yeah. I think that's a big, probably their biggest player, you know, being injured. And that, you know, that could be a game changer for them in this season. We've got three or four games in the next two weeks. So if they're going to have their best player out for the next two weeks, you know, that, that might create an opportunity for them to start dropping some points. But for me, that was a massive turning point. And the fact that Costa also went off at half time equally, that, you know, he was ineffective, you know, in, in the game. He, he, there was an incident with Joe Bryan as well, which puzzlingly, you know, the referee booked both Brian and Costa. That's ridiculous. There's some refereeing, appalling refereeing decisions today. And if we look on paper, the amount of fouls leads committed and the amount of incidents that happen off the ball, I don't, I, you know, I'm a bit, not being biased there, but I just thought the referee didn't give us the run of the ball today with some of those decisions. Okay. All right but, there. And, uh, I understand why you went with that being the turning point. Totally understand. Hmm. I'm actually going to say the turning point was... I'm going to save the goal because goals change matches. So I'm going mm. to go to the penalty situation. Like I said, everyone can watch that. We'll have more commentary on that on the post-match show. But for me, that situation changed the match as well. But mm. you can go even in the yeah. beginning stages, like you said, mm. with, uh, with losing Hernandez, because that's a big loss for Leeds United. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. All right, Emilio, I have to just read one of these stats to you because I find this fascinating. And because when I'm when I'm going to read this to you, I'm thinking to myself, how often have we seen Fulham have this advantage and lost matches? Possession, Emilio, 65% to 35% in favor of Leeds United. This mm. is the stat for me that stands out. <laughs> and they found a way to win. Your thoughts? Mm. Incredible, isn't it? How many times have we... I think it was the game at Stoke City. And season we lost two 0 Yet we have seventy eight percent, seventy eight something along those lines. Right. So just goes to prove possession doesn't always win your games. It's exactly. kind of about blood, guts, courage, determination, and we had that in abundance today. Who but wanted it more? Fulham did. I think right from the off. I think exactly. right from the off. I think we wanted it more. So you know, even the determination. Some of the decisions, Fulham were challenging every ball. You know, even chasing the goalkeeper back and forcing their goalkeeper into errors and giving the ball away for throw-ins. If we, normally we just set, stand off, let them have a lot, lot of time on the ball. No, today it was very much chase, chase the defenders down, chase the goalkeeper down, force them into making mistakes. That we're just more determined all round. I just thought, you know, we were more gutsy and we, we, you know, we I think we deserved the win over the 90 minutes. But at the point that Leeds scored, I thought they deserved that goal because I thought that Leeds goal was coming. And that's the yeah. key thing, you know, based on the last 20 minutes of the first half and the first, opening 10 minutes of the second half, Leeds were, you could you smell to Leeds' goal. It's just disappointing. Yeah. It was a goal that we, that could have been avoided. But overall, not surprised by that statistic, but it goes to show stats don't win your games. It, it's guts and performances on the pitch. And, you know, we have to right. make players on that pitch today. And let's not forget, um, 
getting Harrison Reed back. I thought have, having a natural defensive midfielder oh, sitting in front of that back four. I thought you know let's, I'm going to I'm going to give him a, a call out and shout out as well because I thought he he, he protected our defence a lot better. I completely agree with that, and that's going to lead me to ask you who was man of the match. And we've already talked about a few players. I'm glad that you mentioned mm. Harrison Reed. We also talked about Alfie Moss, and I thought he played very well. Mm. And then yeah. we've talked about Josh Anoma. But I have a feeling I know who your man of the match is going to be. <laughs> who is your man of the match? I have to give it to Mitrovic, just surely, just this physical presence there. He, he, he was hurting physically and mentally every Leeds defender today. He was all over the pitch, defending, attacking, winning corners. You know, held the ball well for the four numbers uh, winner. Uh, so I just have to give it to Mitrovic because he was he was a big player all, all throughout the whole of that game. And you know, he may have been battered and bruised, but you know, he came victorious and he deserved man of the match. And Onam, I'm going to give a close second. I thought Onam, yep. um, I thought had his best game by a country mile for Fulham. And let's see more of that week in Absolutely. week out. And maybe he might start to win some over some of the fans. But let's see, let's see. It's one game, it's one goal, but he needs to do that more con- consistently to win over the fans. But overall. His disruption of play, winning those balls and challenging and being ugly but determined is sometimes what you need. It doesn't have to be pretty. And maybe that's no. what Scott Parker wants in the middle of his park. Somebody who's rugged, physical, strong. And he's, he's a young player. Let's not forget, he's still a young chap. So he's got, he's got room to improve. So if he's got, you know, he's got good coaches around him. We might see a player that only last week has been slated by most of Fulham fans. Okay. And I understand why you went with Mitro. I would say Mitro as well. Emilio, before we wrap this up, I, I do want to mention this because people are giving me credit for my prediction. I predicted a full victory, but I said three to one. Mr. Danello here predicted two to one. So I want to give you <laughs> congratulations because you got this right, my friend. Yeah, two games in a row now. I predicted the Bristol City loss two weeks ago. I now predicted the same score line as well for the Fuller victory. I just felt good. We needed a big victory. We needed to win ugly. And it's nice that we've actually won against a top eight team. So we've yeah. got that mental scar out of our minds now. So let's yep. carry on and beat the teams around us. Overall, why shouldn't we be beating teams like West Brom and Leeds United? We shouldn't be fearing anybody. And today proved that. Absolutely. We, we're up for the game and we get our tactics right. We can beat anybody. I totally agree with that. And I said that before the match, that Fulham can beat any team. But they needed to get their game plan right. That's mm, what I said. Exactly. And... I just want to say, I think they did, and it just proved that there's no team in this division. Fulham can't beat, but they still need to prove it on the pitch, and they did today, and that, that's a huge hurdle that they got over a million. Yeah. One last okay, thing also, before we go. Go yeah. ahead, my friend. I was going to say, look at the bench as well today. I thought this is when you start to get most of your players back from injury. We've had a quite that's a right. strong bench. You know, you know, AK, Kamara, you know, didn't get, didn't get looking today. Johansson, um, you've got Stephen Session back on the bench. Um, you've got Knockhart. Okay, he's not been playing particularly well, lacking confidence. But again, Cabana, we've got a decent bench there. So we can just we can carry on, start grinding out performances like that against the big teams and start winning more comfortably against the average teams. And you know, who knows? There might still be hope. But okay. for now, I think I still believe playoffs is the best that we can achieve for me. Unless something, things dramatically change. Sure, but they give themselves a little bit of a chance exactly. going into exactly. the second half of the season. So this, to me, exactly. was a huge momentum changer for Fulham winning mm-hmm. this match. Mm-hmm. They needed to win this match, Mill, and they did. Exactly. Okay, here's my final thought. I want to share this with the audience because, again, fans that were at Craven College obviously don't hear the broadcast. I listened to the broadcast, watched it, and mm-hmm. during the broadcast, I guess there were people commenting about the biased 
again, I'm paraphrasing, broadcast of Gentleman Jim and Jamie. And it was pretty obvious that the people that were complaining were Leeds United supporters. And here's my answer to that. Listen to your own broadcast because I'm sure it's just as biased, okay? This is exactly. team broadcast. Of course they're going to be biased. There's nothing wrong with that. This is not a national broadcast. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, Jim and Jamie Reed do an excellent job for the phone supporters. Exactly. And they deserve that criticism that I heard on the broadcast. So, again, if you're a Leeds United supporter, you're listening to this. Hey, listen, you have a good team. Listen to your own broadcast. Don't You don't need to listen to the phone broadcast. <laughs> That's pretty right. good, Mullaby, to be honest. If they... Basically, they can bugger off back to their homes up north. To be honest, you know they they got they got they lost today. They, you know there there were quite a few Leeds fans sitting in the uh, Fulham end, not far from where I was yeah. sitting. To be honest, and causing a bit of grief and, and antagonising the Fulham fans. But overall, they got what they deserved. No points. So goodbye, Leeds United. Happy Christmas. Exactly, and uh, to the floppers that you have on your team, I hope that they. Uh become great actors in the theater because that's what you saw Craven Cottage. Because no, they were and that's a good point. Over. That's a good point. Throughout, they were ducky, they were diving throughout, they were cheating, all the decisions. In the instance when, when Tom Kenny was pushed on the byline, and yeah. Joe Bryan got a yellow card with Costa. It's just, there's just a several moments just were baffling, to be honest. Referee totally looking at himself in the mirror and saying, how the hell did he make some of those decisions or lack of decisions? So, in the day, Leeds United, he came to play ugly. You were physical, and you came. You've gone back home in nothing. So that's what they deserved. I agree there, my friend. I'm being cynical. I'm being cynical here. So, <laughs> oh, it's a great way to end our full-time show. So I'm going to now wrap this up for Amelia Dunnell. I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.